Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is January something, I think it's 15, and we're going to be talking about Gridcoin. We don't really necessarily know. So if you have any idea, any questions, any comments, anything you want me to ramble about today, go ahead and throw it in the chat. We'll give it a good talking to. Uh, these things take place every Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server where everyone can join. Holy crap, that's red. And uh, talk about stuff. Let me explain myself a little bit. I made uh, some cured salmon. Uh, and I just cut it up today. And I gave it a beet rub to give it a nice color. <laughs> and the beet juice has gotten everywhere. So I am going to be talking about grid going and cleaning up the kitchen. So I did what? Wait, you combine beets? Yeah, uh, you can cure when you cure salmon. If you want to give it like a purple color, you grind up a, or you shred a beet and you add it to the, uh, I don't know what you call it. I think it's a rub, but the salt and sugar mixture. It's like and the flavor. It doesn't taste like beets. No, it just looks red. Are you telling me beets? No, that's not even close to what I said. This is why America's where it's at, dude. Because you hear one thing and you just imply another. Okay, I, I don't know. This is all recorded, so we'll go back and. Uh, has anyone said anything in the chat about what we should be talking about related to Gridcoin yet? I'm uh, not at my computer, so I need someone else to say. No, if, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> then uh, I guess we could talk about a Reddit thread that has gained a little bit of attention. It's not that hot of a subject, but it's an interesting topic that people ask a lot. Uh, has to do with exchanges and GRC. GRC being the blockchain-based currency that runs the Gridcoin network. Uh, the question was basically, why isn't GRC on Coinbase? And we can generalize that a little more. Why isn't GRC on more exchanges in general? Uh, whoever just joined, feel free to ask anything in the chat and we'll talk about it. Um, so GRC... It used to be on Poloniex and Bitrix, and I think that's it. And it's currently on South Exchange, and uh, you can exchange it through Flip.me, which is a weird tool in the crypto space, but an interesting tool nonetheless. Uh, other than that, it's just traded among the community as people feel like they want to trade it for goods and services or whatever they want to do. Uh, Getting it on more exchanges would be awesome. Having it on Bitrix again would be awesome because it increases exposure uh, and it increases access. So it would let us grow our network, the technical part of the network, uh, because more people would more easily be able to become stakers on the network to help secure the blockchain uh, because we do run the proof of stake protocol. So you need GRC to secure the network. Um, yeah, so why isn't it on Coinbase or on more exchanges? It was removed from Poloniex. Polo, <clears throat> Polone, why can't I say it anymore? Someone say it for me. Poloniex. Uh, a number of years ago for, uh, I don't I think it was low volume, something like that, but it was still in the Wild West stage of crypto. Not that we're not still in the Wild West stage, but uh, the more Wild West age. And it was never added. This was when Poloniex was going through a bunch of changes. I think they were bought by Goldman Sachs or something. Uh, a lot of stuff was changed. Um, oh, so Lex, what's going on, man? Um, and then what else happened? Oh, we were removed from Bittrex a year and a half ago. 
a bunch of the Dust Core guys talk to them, they would not really tell us why, and it's not their responsibility, or it's not necessary for them to tell us why. Uh, but based on what exchanges look for and the state of the code base at that time, it made sense not to be on Bittrex. The code base was not great, guys. I, I want to stress that the work that Jim and Cy did uh, is very important for the continuity of this coin. This is why I advocate for them getting almost all the foundation funds because the coin would not exist if it weren't for them uh, because the code base was shit. So now that we have a solid, more solid code base, uh, one that's a little more, let's just say solid, let's stick to solid. Uh, th there's more of a chance that we can get on more exchanges uh, because when we go through the audit process, we're more likely to pass. But another thing exchanges look for, and this is, I'm uh, making these calls based on uh, readings over the years and also what Coinbase says they look for because they have a whole page that the person who posted this clearly did not know about. Uh, and this page describes what Coinbase looks for when listing an asset. Uh, so they look for trading volume, liquidity, management team, development team, community interest, uh, and like uniqueness across the board. So what's the coin doing? Uh, is it, you know, pushing the space and innovating? Uh, is it something that they would be proud to list? Similar to how we look at whitelisted uh, at Boink projects and think the same questions, essentially not anything to do with liquidity or whatnot, but like, is this a project that we would be proud to put into our network? They think this, they ask the same questions when it comes to currency, and then they add the liquidity questions uh, on top of it. Uh, so we would need, in order to get back on more exchanges, we would need to continue to develop uh, more. I mean, Fern is a huge push. We're still watching it unfold, I suppose, and making sure it is safe and secure and mature and letting it go through its paces. Uh, a good reason to do this is, let's use Fern as an example. When Fern first came out, uh, you know, we put it through Testnet and everything. Uh, we, the developers, did Jim and Sai and Barton at the time and a bunch of other folks put it through Testnet and uh, didn't, well, caught a couple bugs, but didn't find the bug that made us have to release Gladys, which was the patch, which was a mandatory update. If we had went to exchanges with Fern, as it was vanilla, and gone, hey, list us, and then they list us, and then two weeks later, we come out and say, hey, we have a mandatory update, that wouldn't be great, right? That doesn't demonstrate good, mature uh, thought processes, let's say. <laughs> so as we make sure that there's not another Gladys bug where we have to release a, another update, another patch. Uh, we are starting to think more about approaching exchanges um, and saying, hey, can you relist us? And because we've been around since uh, the early, early days of crypto, it's we have a lot of history to point to. And I think that's going to play in our favor. Look at how far we've come. We've Look at all these different people who've contributed to the project over the years. Uh, the people who started the project aren't even associated with it anymore. Uh, they've gone off and done their own thing and we do not speak of what they've done <laughs> but uh we this this project is so exciting uh that other people have come in to pick up the mantle so th i think that's going to play in our favor if i ran an exchange i'd list the hell out of gridcoin right i'm a little biased uh do we have test cases listed anywhere i don't know what you're asking could you rephrase that please test cases for what um but yeah so that that's what we're gonna need use case i still don't understand what you're asking do we have use cases listed somewhere i think he said i think that person's asked do we have any 
so the only use case for any cryptocurrency is to secure the blockchain and to make a transaction on that blockchain. So if we can de uh, develop out the types of transactions that one can make on the blockchain, then we can increase the number of use cases. I swear to God, if anyone says buying bread is a use case, you're getting banned because it's not. <laughs> so uh, so what, we, we have a couple use cases, actually. One of them is transaction on the blockchain. Another is voting on the blockchain. Uh, another is registering a beacon on the blockchain. You need to use GRC to create this transaction, to sign this contract in the blockchain. And that is a true true use case of the so yeah i think we can get listed on uh more exchanges this year i don't know if we should go straight to coinbase that's like coinbase is a huge exchange like let's not kid ourselves gridcoin is tiny guys there are much larger coins that are not listed on coinbase uh gridcoin has a pretty interesting use case in terms of use case um interesting uh incentive structure distribution mechanism interesting implementation of the blockchain uh in that it uh, uses computer code to distribute its currency that's minted straight from the protocol to people who contribute to Boink and maybe fold it home in the future. So that's really unique. Um, but there are other larger coins with larger, uh, other unique aspects that are like redefining how finance systems work that aren't listed on Coinbase. I think Bitrix would be a more likely shot for us since we've already been on there. We have a relationship with the exchange. Um, so... I don't know. I think the large, the the core team will probably be uh, trying to get us listed in a couple more places uh, as this year moves on. One of the greatest uh, assets we can have to show to exchanges is the data, data and an energized community. Because um, it, it, even Coinbase has it right on their thing. Like they look for an energized community. Does is there a community demand for the currency? Uh, and the data is stuff like, all right, how many people were using Gridcoin before Fern? How many people after? What's the rate of change? Uh, that sort of stuff. So if you would love collecting data, we already have the state of the networks and um, there are some folks continuously conducting data on this. But if you want to help, this is a great way to help collect this data, stay energized, uh, tweet about Gridcoin, get it out there, talk to it, talk to people about Gridcoin, et cetera. Um, but another great thing that would help would be a nonprofit that specifically is there to support Gridcoin. So that's like a legal entity that can talk to people, not on behalf of the decentralized network, but on behalf of some folks developing the network. Uh, that just lets you, it opens the door to more things. Um, reading a chat here, uh, but we'll, I'll get to that in a second, Malk. The, uh, the nonprofit is something that, uh, Jim and I have discussed, other people have discussed, we want to do this year, and uh, with or without the help of other people, I will be doing one. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be for Gridcoin or what, but nonprofits open the door to different opportunities. So they're important to have. It would be nice to have one to talk to these entities uh, to, to add some legitimacy to the network. Right? Almost all serious cryptos have a nonprofit. They're not difficult to make. Um, Never made a crypto one though, so I'm not not sure. Uh, I think being an alt currency alone is nothing special. The other aspects we were discussing are really the points of differentiation for us. Um, the currency value aspect is secondary to functionality. What can Gridcoin blockchain offer the academic fields? Yeah, definitely. And this goes to what Melk was um, talking about, who uh, really focus on the price of stuff 
in this space, and it's just so weird. Like, no. So we're having recording problems here. Craig skips out, clearly. Uh, but we're talking about the the purpose of Gridcoin and how there's people who always focus on price, and it's weird, and we shouldn't be doing that, and don't do that. Uh, we're here to, to focus on building something worth building, and Gridcoin's unique uh, position in the space is that it's focusing on solving problems in the scientific and academic realms uh, and using blockchain technology to do just that. So eventually we get Craig back in and we continue the discussion from there. Uh, so that's really what we're focusing on. And that's what I meant when saying we're unique. That's the differentiation. I completely agree with you, Milk, is the, the stuff we're trying to solve, the problems we're trying to solve, the decentralized system of science uh, is unique and the implementations we could build behind it are very unique um let's use our whitelist as a unique aspect of this and we should have done this as the entire topic just the unique aspects of gridcoin like the unique economics we implement but here's one example our whitelist uh process our approved boink projects that the way we do it incentivizes education and the breaking of the academics bubble like that's kind of a big deal. The whole reason we have anti-vax and, and flat earthers is because people are so, so separated from the world of science and academics that they it, there's just no trust there because they're excluded from participating. And they're almost actively excluded with the tone of some of these scientists. That are just it's like, not almost. I think we can definitely say yeah. that a, a significant portion of the public-facing academia and politicized academia are actively discouraging public participation, mainly because it acts as a, a break to their public policy setting power. But well, who knows, who knows why? Who knows why? But it's it's actively discouraged. This is why Bill Nye is so like lauded, because he broke the bubble. He was like, it's just science. Let's just let everyone enjoy it. It's fun. But that's what Gridcoin does as well through our whitelisting process. In order to get on the network, our network, and be incentivized with GRC, uh, the Boink project must convince us that it's worth it's worth it. That it must teach us its science, its research, and uh, convince us that it's doing the processes correctly, and that is reputable, and it's not going to screw us over. And we, in this context, is just normal people. No, we're a lot of us are the people who have been excluded from the scientific and academic process. Uh, there are a lot of people in Gridcoin who are in that process as well, who are PhD candidates or researchers or working universities or doing whatever, but not the majority. <laughs> the majority of folks in Gridcoin are just, you know, whatever, like play games on the weekend, got a job during the weekday, got a family or whatever. We're just kind of hanging out. Uh, but there is incentive for us to learn to listen to these Boeing projects. The Boeing project is incentivized to want to be in our network because we have a giant network with a lot of computation power. If they get whitelisted, uh, they get their work done, essentially. That's like, we have been known to kill projects accidentally because we have too much computation power for them. Uh, so, you know, we've, we've built processes to make that not happen anymore, or at least try, but that's how much computation power we have. Uh, and we, the network, are incentivized to learn about the science because if we just let uh, any old science project into our network, um, I don't know, if that project turns out to be bunk, run poorly, or or does something it doesn't say it does, or just, you know, it's like uh, for trying to find a cure for balding versus trying to find a cure for cancer, well, that speaks to our network. That it, 
every project we let onto our whitelist either adds or retracts, detracts, adds or detracts value of our network. Uh, and that is important. You know, and, and Sackpot points out that bullying is a serious affliction for many people, and he's not wrong because seeking a solution to bullying might turn up other solutions you never knew along the way, especially if you actually can find a, a solution. Whereas seeking the solution to cancer may not be possible. So at that point, yes, choosing the projects no. you allow on the network is good, but allowing the people participating in the network to choose what they want to put their attention and computational power to is also an excellent selling. Right. The choice is important, but what you just said is not. So to be clear, I uh, do not have a full head of hair, but the, 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 the example of balding is in the scientific world, there is more money spent on erections and hair then they're keeping erections and keeping your hair than there is on curing cancer. And meanwhile, we created a vaccine for a deadly virus in less than a year because of um, computational science. That's the reason we were able to do this very quickly. So if you put this that power towards curing cancer, you're going to have, let's not say curing cancer because cancer is more complex than that. That's Identifying identifying, treating, making patient-specific treatments, uh, keep holding back once it's uh, put into remission. There's a lot to do with cancer that we could solve and are actively solving. World Community Grade is a, a great example of one of the Boeing projects working towards uh, fighting cancer, let's say. And Call Me Foxy asks, keeping erections? Yeah, Viagra. Like, business. Massive. Yeah, Viagra and balding. Like, it's it's insane the amount of money put towards that because you can make a lot of money because we're a vain-ass society. So, <laughs> well, And also, uh, all men fear that they will go bald and no longer be, be able to perform at some point during their life. They can almost guarantee that it's going to happen. Whereas, there's a good chance you're not going to get cancer. There's actually a, a particularly good chance you're not going to get cancer. So as a threat, it's a very intense threat, but people rated as less likely to hit them whereas a threat which is very broad even though it's less powerful individually it is quite motivating to solve yeah that is pretty that's an interesting perspective but the 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 point with gridcoin is the people choose which you you mentioned which is very important uh and it's up to the boink projects to educate the people so it it breaks that bubble which is so harmful to society the the science over here everyone else over there bubble and we see the ten, people have been talking about this problem for a very long time and we're finally seeing the results of science over there everyone else over there and it's they're not pretty they're really not pretty uh so sack pop asks doesn't that place a certain onus on the whitelisting team to decide what matters and what doesn't what if something has a deep intrinsic value in foundational science but isn't immediately impaired there is no whitelisting team it's everyone in the network so you're you're referring to the the conscious selection of projects to fund quote unquote as as whitelisting in this context right uh well Yes. So the um, foundational science is insanely important. But guess what? In traditional world, you're, you're trying to draw that connection that, look, if there's if you're just teaching people about science, they're going to teach them about uh, they're not going to teach them about foundational science. That already exists. We live in a world where that exists. Foundational science is very important. But guess what? We would rather cure uh, <laughs> erectile dysfunction and balding than we would 
do foundational science. That already exists. So it's going to be difficult to make that much worse. And what this incentivized system does is it incentivizes the scientists to explain why foundational science is important. Uh, and basically, it would people could say, uh, what Squidlord said, that, look, bald, finding a cure for balding is important. It affects a lot of people psychologically. And also, you know, we might find something else, a uh, cure for something else, like, you know, penicillin, uh, like how penicillin came about. But I don't think that's going to convince a lot of people compared to when you put it next to other arguments. Um, the interesting thing is that in Gridcoin, they are forced to be next to each other so people can decide, so individuals mm-hmm. can decide. The votes decide which one they're most swayed with, and the process of making that explanation accessible is better for all science, not just not just the big ones and not just the small ones, but all science is better when you are forced to explain and justify why people should be interested. That is such a big point, because... What else Gridcoin can do, and this ties into what people are asking in the chat about how we choose the, as a network what gets whitelisted. Um, Gridcoin can also be involved in how science is funded. Uh, we can integrate that into our network through a variety of different paths we could choose. And what that would, if we choose the path where science is funded based on a, a, a essentially some sort of vote from the network, similar to how we whitelist projects, then it's going to require scientists to teach the public about their research even further because they're dependent on their education capabilities or their ability to hire someone who can educate uh, to get funding directly. Currently, all that a scientist needs to uh, convince a few other scientists that their science is worthwhile. That's a fine system when it comes down, if you exclude the rest of the world in a closed bubble, that works. But when it comes down to it, you ex- that system encourages inc- excluding the rest of the world, and that causes harm. So we have science doesn't exist in a vacuum. So Gridcoin has to, from Gridcoin's part, uh, or on Gridcoin's part, it needs to um, th- build a network that prioritizes good scientific research, good education, good um expression of sciences let's say and um and and those people should have louder voices than those who are not who are not capable of expressing science well but anyone should be able to get to the point uh where they are at that top tier of scientific expression uh and they there should be no barrier of entries along the way the only barrier is how much effort you put into it and how much you want to learn uh because you want uh, you you want scientists vetting scientific work, right? <laughs> you don't want like a mechanic talking uh, saying, yeah, this this chemistry proposal seems like it should be funded. They probably don't speak the same language or understand as much. But that that mechanics are still should still have an opinion on the large in the in the big picture. They should still be involved in the process. Uh, but maybe another chemist or another citizen chemist, to use the term. Um, should have maybe a louder voice. So the way that votes are weighted in the Gridcoin network currently, and this is very likely to change in the future as we develop more stuff, is by coin weight and magnitude. Magnitude being how much computation you contribute to a Boink project, essentially. So the more Gridcoin you have, the louder your voice, you more you contribute to Boink, the louder your voice. Um, if we build a, let's use a peer review system, for example, the more successful peer reviews you um, submit, uh, and yeah, I'll explain this. The way that would work is uh, someone submits an article for peer review. It's put before the entire network. 
people read it and people vote good bad and if you vote good and good wins you are just you just performed successful peer review uh, so it uses the commons and the idea of big numbers averaging out to be correct over time uh, to get this done and we can in make intricacies develop uh, uh, mechanics along the way to make it work even better but that's essentially how it works so if you submit many or if you are successful in reviewing uh, submissions often you get more vote weight you seem to be a good peer reviewer you're often on the right side um, you can do the same thing with funding and all that stuff so it's about how we give voice to different people in the network uh, using computer code and cryptography so developing this stuff is what exchanges look like to bring it all back to the main <laughs> what started this this is unique uh, implementation of blockchain technology. And we can develop it all using a simple blockchain uh, that has a native currency. And people will want to get to that currency if we can make that currency quote unquote useful. So that's what it all comes down to uh, when it comes to getting listed on exchanges. Develop cool shit, build something worth building uh, and don't worry about the rest. Uh, our votes, wait, I already did that. Should longevity be a factor? If someone has been contributing for a long time, but the hardware is weak, their mag would be low. Uh, when it comes to boinking, I've actually talked about this a little before. Um, when it comes to contributing to computations, I think it should be a factor. Uh, when it comes to like contributing to peer reviews, no. If you contribute to a thousand uh, peer review articles, but you're always on the wrong side of how it, how it goes, you're probably not great at it. So it doesn't matter how many you oh, did. Not necessarily true. That's the the fallacy of of believing that the the masses are always right. Let's well, try to avoid that when we can. It's uh, it's assuming that we develop a mechanism that evolves and works. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, uh, the 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 contributing to Boink thing, yeah. If we want to use part of the foundation funds to reward people who've contributed to Boink for many years but not joined Gridcoin until recently because of the Fern uh, update that removed the team requirement, uh, then we should reward them based on how long they've been continuously contributing to Boink, right? If someone has been volunteering their phone nonstop for 10 years, they should probably receive a shit ton of Gridcoin. Like, awesome, good on them. Uh, and then moving forward, the mechanic will be amount of computation cycles moving forward. Leyline is an organization that uses only time. So we're actually going to be able to watch how Leyline develops and how that implementation of award works. Uh, for folks who don't know what Leyline is, go check out the Boink Radio. Uh, we interviewed Jeremy De La Rosa, the head of that organization, uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, we also interviewed jonathan i forget his last name but he was a blockchain guy with the organization so um boink radio is at boink.network uh so yeah, yeah. It, it, it there's different ways to implement reward structures with this tech and it's a matter of picking one and trying it and being open to change uh, I, I, a lot of people well first with the idea suggestion that had hardware uh, magnitude second no one suggests more and more to the uh to the point which is the more likely scenario or comments somebody who's been contributing to a long time for blank retroactively them i'm not sure that is actually the best idea and that uh should be taking into account people who've also been network for a long time uh and the question you know if someone has been as you know part of the network for a long time should and they've been developing it i mean i i don't think it would necessarily be fair to retroactively i'm not saying i'm a i'm a 
uh, I'm saying, you know, that's a discussion we definitely and will not be had today because that's not what we're talking about. No, the reward systems are up, so I, you know, I was responding. Right. Uh, so, it, it, what to do with the foundation funds will be discussed. Uh, I mean, beyond paying Jim and uh, Sai and other folks, but the retroactive rewarding. I think there are many different uh, perspectives on it, good and bad. And yes, you're right. It needs to be hashed out and discussed. But uh, that's I was referring to it just to uh, respond to chat. Uh, as an example here, because uh, I, I also agree with you, mag should not be boosted based on the amount of time you're here or the inefficient use of hardware. But there are benefits to and drawbacks to every implementation here. So uh, that is not something exchanges look at. Now, the, the exchanges do look at the fact that that discussion happened uh, because it shows community engagement and it, it, it likes people per more it exchanges like more people participating in those types of discussions. The discussions about what are we doing moving forward? Uh, what should here's the situation? What should we do about it? It likes seeing that there are a lot of people with opinions and thoughts, and that we're able to fight through the the, the fog of disagreement to come to a solution and move forward. One of the things that Coinbase actually requests in their or suggests in their um, <laughs> In their, uh, I'm chuckling because Foxy said that uh, Craig should get forwarded all the spam calls, and 100% correct. <laughs> uh, the one of the things Coinbase suggests is um, having a way to, as a network, choose a singular path forward and not be forking 24/7. Right? Think of it from an exchange's perspective. They don't want to deal with a coin that constantly forks because the network can't make up its damn mind and just move forward. Sometimes you just got to make a decision and move forward. Uh, that's what ultimately that boils down to developers making the decision because we've discussed this many times before. All the voting doesn't matter. All that matters is what gets implemented into the code. That's the final. And, and then who downloads that update? How many people download and implement that update? That's the real only vote when it comes to blockchains. But having that that discussion beforehand and and you know, even developers, they don't know everything. They, there's like a couple different paths they, that we could go down and it's difficult to choose which one. There's there's so much information there. So it's great to be able to have a discussion and debate the pros and cons of each different path so that people can decide what we should probably develop or what we should put a bounty out for. It's worth uh, pointing out that once you start talking about exchanges, as you alluded to this earlier, the at the current time, the use of Gridcoin is largely internal as a means of allocating attention and computational resources. And that is it, 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 that is its use case, all the things within that echo. Once you bring exchanges in, then you literally bring in the speculative agents who literally, and this is a very, this is in a mechanical sense, take Gridcoin out of the system in order to speculate on future value. And they probably won't be using it to allocate computational resources. They probably won't be involved in that part of the economic exchange using the token in order to create better science. They will literally be holding it to, to hold it to, to sell later. That is, that is the purpose of an exchange. The only other external port reason you would want to do that is if you wanted to buy Gridcoin to participate in the internal economy, but haven't involved yourself enough to to earn it, quote unquote, via via activity within the ecosystem, which so, which is legitimate. 
but the the speculative portion of the population becomes significantly more active. They they the speculative portion can do whatever the hell they want. The, the, they could lose all their money immediately. It doesn't matter. The reason to get on exchanges is to open the doors to more people who want to participate in the economic the internal economics of the system. Secure the blockchain and also stake so or, or crunch solo because uh the way you get we talked about this a little last week the way you get your earned research rewards your rewards due to you the rewards due to you because you have contributed to boink projects on the whitelist the way you get those is by staking a block and in order to stake a block you have to have gridcoin right so it's kind of a catch-22 and there are ways to participate in the system without buying gridcoin off the bat uh, through pools, the open source pools that uh, basically have a bunch of GRC and they stake blocks for crunchers. So you sign up for a pool and you get GRC and you don't need to uh, buy GRC to participate in that way. But some people don't want to, That then you need to do that for a very long time or with a lot of computation power to get to the point where you have enough GRC to have a high probability or a good probability of staking a block within a reasonable time frame and reasonable being one to three months, let's say. Um, so you would have to participate in a pool for a very long time in order to get that much GRC to stake solo and be able to participate on your own without being dependent on a pool. Uh, and pools, again, there are two of them right now, they're open source, so anyone can really uh, uh, put one up if one goes down. Uh, and the reason you want to stake solo is because Boink has its own gamification mechanisms that involves credits and badges and rewards and tournaments and and uh, it, its own source oh, of pride. Yeah. yeah, and when you crunch with a pool, you don't get those. The pool gets those. So a lot of people really like that part of it because it is a really cool thing to be able to say, I've contributed like 500 years worth of computing power to finding cancer markers or, or stopping sarcoma or stopping COVID or, or whatever, just curing. I always say curing climate change, but solving climate change. Uh, yes, and you don't get those when you can solve. the planet from its axis. <laughs> right. So, well, there's no axis on a flat earth, dude. Oh, uh, there is. You can spin a record. <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. Uh, but the, so that's... That's why we want to get Gridcoin on exchanges because we want to let those people who like, if you have seven or, or 10 servers, Jim, one of the core devs can maybe speak to this a little bit. If you have a bunch of computation power, you want the credit for that. So you want to be able to crunch solo. Uh, and in order to do that, you need to have GRC so you can stake a block. And that's just a technical requirement based on the consensus mechanism we use to secure the blockchain and the way that uh, research rewards are aggregated within the network and then distributed uh, by computer code. It's the only way so far that we've thought of to do it without having a central entity distributing the grid coin. And having a central entity distributing the grid coin is not something we want to do. We want to have it all run by open source software. And, and be able to exist when people decide to move on to other projects or, or, or whatever, you know, like that's, that's the point. So the speculative aspect, okay, but that's not why we're here. And if that's why you're here, do whatever you want. But I feel like I said that earlier today. Yeah. That doesn't take away the fact that GRC is a currency. It's a cryptocurrency. So that is, a, it's money, but you don't, speculate on money money is supposed to be a stable thing it's a it, it, and 
you, in a blockchain, you use the money to interact within that blockchain, within that internal network, within that open economic network that I described last week. So it, it's, yeah, we don't yeah, want the speculators. We want the people. is now looking at you askance. It's all right, though. <laughs> we don't want the speculators. We want the people who want to participate in our true. network uh, for the science and help us develop these really cool experiments with blockchain technology and science. Uh, that doesn't mean that we don't develop a cryptocurrency, though. So let me help you with that that pitch for the exchanges. So you want to pitch it so that, like, if you if you join a pool, you can trade your time and your computing resources for GRC. If you don't have either time or significant computing resources and you want to contribute, then you have to trade some other currency, whether it be fiat or digital for GRC so that you can stake and be part of the project and access to exchanges would let people who would not otherwise have access, who don't have the time or the computing resources be involved with the project. Yeah, essentially. This is why you keep me around. (laughs) Uh, Sackpop. Oh, we got a couple others. Uh, Toastone asks, uh, don't you have to have a way to trade for perceived value? No. Sackpop asks, what could be the impact of speculators taking much of the currency out of staking, assuming GRC were to somehow become very popular? Um, That's a good question. It is. I don't know if it's something worth asking, though, Like at, at this point. Uh, it, it, it is a little early in the process to probably be putting it out there, but it would yeah. be nice to have somebody looking into thinking about what happens if currency is pulled out of the staking and held rather than than being staked and used as intended that would be that would be something really interesting to find out i'd I'd like to hear myself it would be interesting this is one of the reasons i advocate for dynamic systems because the network would be able to assess if we develop a dynamic system based on computer code the network would be able to assess what's happening by using oracles and all this magical stuff in the new decentralized finance system where you can see how much GRC is in float and in circulation and how much is in exchanges and and being and how much is staked. And if the we develop software that determines uh appropriately that hey, too many people are like using it just as a speculative asset and is hurting the health of the network, we're going to print more currency and give it to stakers. What that will do is reward people who are actually participating in the economics and disincentivize people from uh, using the currency as a speculative asset. They would sell it and go to a different one. So there's there's interesting stuff we can do, but it's so this entire space is so young. It's hard to say uh, how this stuff would actually play out. This is why I, I say this, this is a good question, interesting question, maybe not right question for now. Uh, it's, it, that might even be too young for Bitcoin to ask that question, right? Uh, or, or Ethereum actually is the one we should be watching to related to that question because they just switched to a proof of stake model and they're a huge currency. So yeah. how is I, that going to happen? How is I that going to happen? We know out? what happens with Bitcoin. We've seen that happen basically. It's people hodl it, the value creeps up and it hits thresholds and it's dumped. And you no, have people buy pizza. Population. We we can see what that happens. The proof of stake in Ethereum transition is the probably more interesting thing to look. 
Yeah. I mean, I disagree with you on Bitcoin. They use this store of wealth. That's why companies transitioned their fiat holdings into Bitcoin because it's a digital gold. But the, the Ethereum transition is more contextual to this question because they just switched proof of stake. How many people, I mean, we have the graph about people actually locking up Ethereum classic, not classic, but like Ethereum 1.0 into the 2.0 contract. And we can see that just skyrocket, right? So people are interested in it. Let's see what that number becomes or how it, how it evolves yeah um there's a great book um by the guy who started solo or uh solar coin nick gogarty i believe his name is wow i think that's right um and he talks about perceived value and value because stone is talking about perceived value again um it, it he uses an image of a i think it's a duck or a swan i think it's a swan and a balloon and uh no is it a duck i don't know it's a fowl all right or mallard. <laughs> the, the the creature, uh, one of them represents value and one of them represents price. I forget which one. I think the balloon is price and the animal is value because the balloon is hot air, right? So and price is nothing. It's exactly, it's just hot air. So the the actual substantive object of value moves based on fundamental factors. And the price doesn't move right away because the balloon is tied to the object by a string. And eventually that string gets pulled taut and the balloon moves, but the balloon is light. So it moves and then keeps moving past the object of value. And then the string gets pulled tight again and the balloon gets pulled back. And meanwhile, the, the creature is just walking at a normal pace. So this is a, an interesting way to think about price and value uh, for you, Toastone, uh, when you're talking about perceived value and price. And none of it matters. Build Frankly, something. Just, just to support you, Toastone, I'm with you. But, you know, we go around with John once in a while. <laughs> Build something worth building. And that's that's all that matters. Like Tetrix. Uh, does address the, uh, the the issue with what happens when people hold CBR. He uh, says difficulties adjusted. To, this is not your podcast, damn it! I'm doing, it. I'm doing this. <laughs> time, you can keep being smart, okay? Be Go smart. <laughs> difficulties adjusted to keep the same rate of block generation, so people who only hodl but not stake their value decrease because of inflation. The stakers get CBR per block. And with lower difficulty, the stakers stake more blocks, thus receive more GRC. So the more that's held, the more the value of any individual stake goes up because there's less stuff being staked. And because the value of the stakes go up, they get higher rewards. And so you get rewarded for staking rather than hodling. If I read that. Well, and, and that, that, should, that should be an equilibrium type system, right? So if, you know, when people see that that's happening, that should cause more money to flow in from people just holding it actually setting up wallets and trying to stake to try and recover some of that value. So you would hope that, well, there should be some oscillation around that. There's a natural equilibrium that develops around the staking population versus the ones that are just passive. But look, I've I've got a couple of comments around that. Look, in general, folks, the entire blockchain community is largely speculative. The value of almost all cryptocurrencies is based on nothing. Nothing. There is absolutely no cryptocurrency out there that has any reasonable utility in terms of real value use at this point, period, okay? And anyone that wants to co- tell me contrary, show me an example. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty familiar with the entire space, okay? Bitcoin. So, well, Bitcoin is the worst. I mean, you know, it's, it's quote-unquote digital gold, but at the end of the day, it's just perceived value. This Everything is perceived drive, value. That's the I whole mean, example between the, the duck and the I, balloon. The, the, 
Uh, Jim, you're going robot. Are you in the tunnel? Jim, you're robot. However, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, yeah, that's better. Go ahead. Hold on. Is that better? Look, look. at the end of the day, we got to play the long game, right? And, and the question is, how do we survive in the short game to get to the long game? Because at the end of the day, if we want to be a real currency, it has to be, you know, there has to be a stable value that's derived uh, as much from utility as, 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 as much as perception, right? So, you know, we've got to have, we've got to have uses for the coin. We've got to have an ecosystem that works and it, it has to become real to people. And then it starts to have real value. And, you know, you can argue for against various fiat currencies, but, you know, one of the reasons the dollar has is relatively stable is, is because it's actually used for, for money, for real transactions in the real world. The dollar right? is that, not stable, though. Well, it's only gone. It, no, well, it's not. You can look at the price of the dollar versus other currency. It fluctuates wildly. Like it's the same argument with people who are like, "Oh, Bitcoin went in a bubble. It went up several tens of thousands percent." So do stocks well, what, regularly. So a couple of <laughs> things. Well, Jay Ringo, let's let's. I'm going to argue with you about that. It, mm -hmm. The United States dollar fluctuates wildly with respect to other currency. A lot of people would argue that it's those currencies that are fluctuating in value and not the dollar. And if you measure the actual buying power of a U.S. dollar in terms of actually to buy real goods, the dollar is an incredibly stable currency. Disagree again. What it costs you to go buy a, a bottle of milk today is very close to what it cost you to buy a bottle of milk five years ago. Right. So two points here. One, it it's the duck and the balloon. The string needs to get taut, and then the price is just going to fly past the value. Inflation comes quickly, rapidly, there's a crisis, and then you go back and get deflation. It's It doesn't... But if So if you look at the macro picture, the cost of milk 10 years ago is much different than the cost of milk now. The cost of milk 20 years ago is much different than it is now. And then with the currencies, the, the your point on the currencies, exactly. That's the point. The price of something is only its price relative to something else. So as value is perceived to be in one vehicle uh, more so than in another vehicle, price will shift to the vehicle as more that has more perceived value. That's what's happening with Bitcoin and fiat and gold even at this point. There is more perceived value in this magical internet money than there is in US dollars. That is what the companies who are transitioning hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. of the reserves, their lifeblood into Bitcoin say. The issue yeah, is yeah. people are putting money into these currencies, but there's no actual economic flow. There's no flow. It's all in. It's all in. It's all. It's all investment. That's all it is. You know. You know. You can argue for or against the U.S. dollar, and we can have arguments for a long time about you know M two and you know in the in 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 the Federal Reserve printing money by by bonds and all the different things that they do and, and fine. But at the end of the day, the one thing well, okay, that, that the major currencies of the world have this. going for them is they actually are used in real transactions. So right? is Bitcoin. It's just not no, that large not yet. Really. Not really. People, it's not. Not. not I have bought things not, with Bitcoin. I have bought things with Bitcoin. Like that's tiny nothing. Okay, so if you measure the percentage of Bitcoin used for real transactions as compared to the number of Bitcoins yeah. out there or its value, it's minuscule. Yeah, it's new. It's new. The, the, and the, by the way, that's there's a formal measurement that about that called the velocity of money, right? Which is a dimensionless quantity. The velocity of Bitcoin 
when you take out the investment, the speculative investment aspect of it, is just about zero. No, I'm not, so I'm not arguing against the fact that there are a lot of people that use it as a speculative asset. I don't agree or I have no opinions about that, but that is a fact that people do it. Uh, but that well, doesn't take apart – that doesn't I, hold, I on, hold on. It doesn't take away the fact that it's still a currency. It is used for transactions, and that use will only increase over time, as evidenced by the whole history of Bitcoin. Well, we'll know how Bitcoin's going to end up, right? It's a great experiment. You know, they, they they basically created a time bomb in the currency where they have a cap on the number of coins. So we we don't actually know how that's in a hundred and some odd years, though. So so what? Well, no, it's a frog to it's a frog it's a frog to the wall game. The block rewards are getting cut in half, so you don't actually have to reach that you start getting. No, well, the, the real the real work. question is what happens when when it becomes when there's not enough payout for it to be economical to run all these hashes, right? And then and then one of the big questions around Bitcoin is do they face a hash collapse? And, and remember, a proof of work coin becomes extremely vulnerable to to fifty one percent attacks when the hash rate goes. That's one That's, of the biggest issues with it. So, back but to, anyway, we're getting a lot. Yeah, the yeah. point I was trying the point I was trying to make with this that you know we want to get on exchanges, and I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, I want to get on exchanges, and the idea is, you know, I, I read all these things. Well, I want Bitcoin to moon tomorrow. <laughs> I, I hear you, but you know, that's not really a reasonable goal. For people to set for GRC, right. right? I understand that people want to get on exchanges. The point I'm really trying to make with this is we've got to take a longer view on it. And should should we be on exchanges? Yes. But if if the if the motivation of people to get grid coin on exchanges is so we can drive up the value by a factor of ten in, in a week, that's not a reasonable. No, it's not and, even and be a, a lot of. They're gonna. It's not gonna happen. But it's not even a reasonable wish. Yeah. Right. And it's not. And it's not healthy for us in the short term. Exactly. Anyway. It's not healthy. It's not a a reason to do anything. The reason to do something is to build something worth building. It makes sense to be on exchanges more than just South Exchange because not everyone likes South Exchange I, and access I it. Agree. And because we want people to be able to get GRC so they can participate in our internal ecosystem, experiment with build, build stuff. Let's build and design a value ecosystem and the value will be demonstrated and then everything else will take care of exactly. itself. But the, exactly. The, but on the philosophy part, though, of the, the it being a currency, it is a freaking currency. So in the chat here uh, – Shackle says the merchant doesn't likely hold that Bitcoin and use it. They sell it immediately. Not true. A lot of companies do hold the Bitcoin because it is a currency that they have more faith in than any other currency they could possess. Uh, but at the oh, same that, time, that, by the way, by the way, I'm not going to argue with Bitcoin is a currency. And by the way, all these other cryptocurrencies are also currency. It's a matter of degree. And it, and it really has to do with how much they're actually being used. I don't think anyone's going to argue that they're I don't think anyone can argue with a straight face that Bitcoin's yeah, not a currency. It is a currency. <laughs> Maybe. I, I argue that it's a commodity rather than a currency because the value, it, it basically comes down to, I absolutely am in complete support with all that you've said about cryptocurrencies and the trade thereof. And I like to reduce it down to a statement I believe normal people can understand. I can't get my paycheck in Bitcoin. I sure can't get my paycheck in Gridcoin. And if I did, I would be very hungry right now. That's that's just the reality of it until it is something that I'm not sitting on and waiting for a way for me to move it. I have to treat it like a commodity, which is how I think of my Bitcoin. I'm not saying I can't sell it for things. I can, in fact, sell it for Uber Eats credits, which I have done. 
but that doesn't well, necessarily make it up. But, 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 and by the way, what, what you're getting at is the ultimate problem, yes. right? If, 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 if a currency is going to become pervasive, it has to be legal tender for all transactions, right? And, and, and you, I think oh, you yeah. guys know exactly what I mean by that, right? I, I go into a store, I hand them, and, and some stores don't take cash now, but they take the digital form. They'll take a dollar, right? You want to go buy a cup of coffee, you can pay with a dollar. And the, and the, so none of the cryptocurrencies that are out there in this space have even come remotely close to being used as legal tender for all transactions. And that's a big challenge. Right. But they're the, not even close to being part. Of it. I, and Jay, I'm not saying they're not a currency. What I'm saying is that the, the ease of use or the ability to use a, 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 a given currency to settle a transaction is extremely limited in the crypt in the crypto space compared to fiat, and that's the big challenge. Is how do you change that? It will. It's a huge challenge. It sounds stupid to say, but it's going to solve itself. Like there, the the technology ha- is on a natural progression. As long as there are uh, software engineers continuing to work on the stuff, it will solve itself because it's a value driven system where people see value in it and they want to develop it they want to make it a thing so it will solve itself and governments also see value in it and want to make it a thing so it's like why do we want to we don't need to focus on it and i think we're in agreement on that we need to focus on our unique aspects the scientific world economics world go ahead jim so i uh i just want to point out that um a lot of what's been said uh over the last half hour um the fact that don't need to be so afraid of, for example, things like forks or things like whales uh, selling a lot of their and crashing because the only way this ever have value that actually um, means something for something uh, and people want it. And so short-term fluctuations be caused by the whales dumping their points or us forking it and get in us not being on an actual exchange. We could always get on it if we actually build some value. So I just wanted to say that that underscores uh, that we don't actually, we don't really need to be worrying right. about that. And, and most most of the folks in the, in the core team, I'm pretty sure are in agreement that no one really gives a fuck what the whales do. Uh, I, I personally do not, I'll speak only for me. I don't care what they do. I don't like that they're whales, but I care what Jim and Sai and Ravon and iFogs and, and what Barton do. And, and like, I care what the people who build this community and build the technology do. If they fork yep. the coin, I'm following them. If they don't want to fork the coin, I'm following them. I have my own opinions on what we should do. I think we should fork the whales out of here. I don't give a fuck. Start a new currency. But like, it, it's not my decision because I don't develop the technology that helps build the stuff uh so i agree with you chocolate we really don't need to worry about that stuff and people who do worry about it you go ahead go ahead but the people who build the stuff don't (laughs) yeah uh and to sack pop's comment here in the chat and it sounds like sack pop just recently got into cryptocurrency because this is a age-old question structurally can it actually be done to uh given the volume of transactions that are currently processed instantly i think he's talking about cryptocurrency adoption visa and mastercard process over a hundred thousand transactions per second not sure if blockchain can compete with this speed this was the argument of 2015 16 17 and 18 uh transaction speed transactions per second you know eos has 10 million transactions per second because they're a federated system and private blockchain blah blah blah. hashgraph hedera hashgraph it's broken the record uh ethereum broken the record but no gas is too high so it's a problem yes but it will be solved it's a it's not a simple solution technically but it's just like a we need to get to that it's going to happen it's one of those natural progressions of this tech either through a simple 
uh, first layer technical solution like Bitcoin Cash versus Bitcoin or through a second layer solution like the Lightning Network uh, or, or, or what are the other things? More likely it's something like the Lightning Network to, to, so. to create sub-transactions that are settled rapidly and then there's a more coarse-grained transaction that's done on the actual blockchain, right? You lose some, you lose some uh, integrity and, and you generate some centralization with that, but that's probably the right answer. Um, yeah. So there's but, lots, but, lots of yeah. new stuff. He does say he's new to crypto and uh, the learning curve. The learning I'm curve sorry, man. The learning curve is very steep. It's vertical. That slope <laughs> is one. You never stop. But there are plateaus along the way. So you, there are points to rest. I didn't mean to cut you off, Jim. It is really fun, though. Yeah, I mean, I, it look, really it's, an interesting, it's an interesting question. There are lots of challenges with getting blockchain to scale to the same level as a centralized credit card network, for example, uh, because you've got to distribute those transactions across the network and you've got to record it successfully in, in the blockchain. And remember, blockchain, the whole point of blockchain is consensus algorithm. So it can't, it's got to distribute that ledger across enough nodes, however, whatever the scheme is, to, to make sure that no one entity can gain control of the network, right? So that, you know, whatever scheme you're using, whether it's a Bitcoin-like scheme, a scheme POW or POS, or, you know, something more radical like Hashgraph or some of these other sharding and other different things they've talked about, you've still got that propagation problem. And, uh, but look, I mean, you know, and I think, I think the way it's going to be a combination of different things that solves the transaction speed problem, but I think it's going to be a multi-layer approach uh, to it that'll finally, finally solve that. I, I, at the end of the day, that's not going to be the issue. What? Uh, Gridcoin's not going to solve that problem? <laughs> No, but the real issue comes down to, uh, um, you know, getting the, the turnover to pervasiveness that we were talking about earlier. Right? How does, you know, that's, that's what, where we all want to be eventually, where you can walk yeah. into a store and pay, pay, pay for your coffee and drink coffee. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the, the that, I think the way we get there, and before actually we do this, because I, I want to close up on this thought, because that's a great thought to close on, Jim. Um, but the the uh, to Sackpop, the the space is huge, the space is vast, and these are great questions you're asking. So I didn't mean to come off as oh my god, I can't believe he's asking these questions, but like that is a that was a very big question, and still is a very big question. So I hope you enjoy learning about this stuff because it is fascinating, even if you're not technical i'm not technical at all and i love this space uh but yeah we, we want to get to the point that jim was talking about where you can go in to a coffee shop and buy your coffee with grc uh and i think the way we get there is by highlighting and along the way we need to get on exchanges so people can purchase grc to um participate in what we're building because we have the proof of stake algorithm and we also have uh, in order to get your research rewards, you must stake as well. For now, at least, maybe we'll develop MRC in the future, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk later. But the uh, uh, the way we get there, the way we get on exchanges and into coffee shop registers is by focusing on our unique aspects. Some other giant blockchain that already has thousands, hundreds of thousands of transactions a second is going to solve the transaction problem. What Gridcoin is doing and is still unique in doing, you know, what we're doing is is trying to change the way science works, trying to bridge the gap between the commons and academia, because they're, the the chasm is wide and it's causing real harm in the real world. Uh, and, and we are still unique in doing that. There are other coins that are working on computation rewards. And that's interesting. That's fascinating. It's fun to watch them develop these mechanisms so we can learn from them. And maybe they succeed more than 
Uh, we do. Maybe Gridcoin goes to zero. This is why you shouldn't speculate on this shit. It's new. It's risky. It's it's just find stuff worth building and help build it. Uh, but I I don't see a lot of other currencies actually trying to change, at least living currencies, actually trying to change the way the system of science works. Can we decentralize this? Can we decentralize accreditation? Can we decentralize funding mechanisms? Can we decentralize peer review? And in order to do all this stuff, we need more people in here. We need more people contributing. It's always fun having these chats every week and arguing with people and, and, and agreeing with people and talking about Gridcoin where you can go. But at the end of the day, we need to build the thing. And uh, this is my pitch to all developers. Get the fuck in here and build. <laughs> yeah, we need some help. <laughs> so, Hang out a help, help wanted sign. Yeah, that's another thing, though. Getting on exchanges would give us visibility, too. So it would get us people uh, who they'll notice us. We'll be able to yeah, see. So I, I think a reasonable, and, and you know, I'll end with this because I've got to get on a business call. Yeah. My other I I, uh, I would say that it's a reasonable goal for us to pick one major, you know, one major exchange and try and get on one more within the next few months. That that's probably a reasonable goal. And uh, you know, the problem is, of course, J, J Ringo is if you get on too many, then you've got a, another sort of problem. Yeah. So it dilutes resources. It also dilutes the the the, the bit of uh, liquidity that that exists. And we 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 historically have had a liquidity problem on exchanges. So I think I think that. For all the, I'm, I'm not going to rehash what we've already gone through on the discussion with that. But I, I think, I think getting on one more exchange, whether it's trying to get relisted on Bitrex or, or even shooting higher than that, would be laudable. And by the way, one plug for the community: I think we have a great community. I mean, at the end of the day, when people examine our community, uh, I think we get very high marks uh, in terms of a stable community. Uh, a lot of very involved people. Uh, it'd be nice to have more people actually really involved in the core team doing core activities, but as a general community, I, this is an incredible community. And, you know, and quite frankly, we've stuck it out through a lot of difficult situations and we've avoided forking this thing, Yeah. Uh, which, you know, Jay Ringo and I may be a little bit on opposite sides of the camp on that too, but I, I might be able to be convinced, but the bottom line <laughs> is, is that we, uh, we've, we've stuck it out and, and that there's something to that. And I think it has to do, part of it has to do with the altruistic nature of what we are trying to do at the end of the day. That's what separates this community out from every other. That's what got me involved in Gridcoin from the very beginning. As everyone knows, I'm a big, I have a lot of Boink credits. I'm like number 300 and something in the world, all on my own hardware that I purchased and run and pay the electricity for. It's, it's a big deal to me, contrib contribution to science. I was a physics major in college. And to me, this is the closest thing to, you know, this is the most altruistic of coins with the highest purpose. And that always attracted me to us. And I think that's what keeps our community together at the end of the day. So, um, amen. Said. Amen. We'll wrap right up on that. And Jim, we'll talk more about the fork. I, I, I could be convinced the other way too. It's, it's a, such a complex topic. It's, you know what my view is? I'd rather not. Yeah. If we could come up with another way, I'd rather not. Yeah. Because you're right. I mean? It tells a story. This community has such a great story to it. And it, yep. it would be awesome to add another huge chapter to it, but uh, which would mean not forking. But anyway, guys. Uh, on Jim's wonderful thoughts there. We'll close this. We'll see you next week, Friday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server. Till then, I guess I'll see you all at the Boink Radio in one minute. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Bye.